Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, folks, I had to be gone a couple of days. Thank you for coming along with us, though, um, uh, Thursday and Friday, just the same. And, hey, there has been so much that is going on here in this great land of ours. I mean, it is just a Astounding what is happening and what is taking place. I uh, want to thank um, each and every one of our affiliates uh, who replay the show, and of course, those who carry us live Red State Talk Radio, the flagship of the C.L. Bryant Show, and of course, Loving Liberty and Liberty um, Roundtable. want to thank them for uh, adding us and having us in their family as well. Uh, as all of you know, I've moved to Colorado. Jane and I uh, have moved here. I do solicit your prayers for my wife, my wife Jane, and um, uh, we are on a journey and we're uh, in a battle and certainly want all of you to join your prayers with ours as we uh, continue on this journey together. Um, listen, I also want you to pray for your nation. Your nation is at the brink of absolute tumult, uh, crisis in the midst of prosperity. That is so, it's the strangest thing to me. Uh, coming up later on, uh, we're going to talk about that in detail and coming up later on in the show here in the, in fact, the bottom uh, half of this segment, uh, Juliana Day is on with me, Coalition for Women and Children, and uh, want to see what her mission is and um get an understanding from someone who is an immigrant uh, to this country. And it is very, very interesting uh, that we uh, will have this conversation here as we have recorded the president uh, being the first uh, American president to actually speak at a pro-life rally. Now, Obama spoke at a pro-choice rally. He was the first president to do that. But, but in, in my estimation, and it's just me, it's just me, in my estimation, that's all you need to know. Isn't, isn't that right? That Obama spoke at the first pro-choice, a, a Planned Parenthood or whatever it was, a rally. He spoke there. He's the first president to do that. And President Trump is the first president to speak at a pro-life rally. That should tell you everything that you need to know about the two candidates. And, and you and, and listen, 
regardless of what side of the argument you come down on what I have just said, just the facts of where these presidents are noted. Obama is noted as having spoken at the first being the first president to have spoken at a pro choice rally, a Planned Parenthood affair. He was the first to do that. President Trump was the first American president to speak visibly, boldly to speak ever at a pro-life rally. Regardless of where you come down on the argument, that should tell you all you need to know about the two candidates. Especially... Oh, I'm going to get on this soapbox. Yeah, I'm going to get on this soapbox right now. R-A-T now. Rat. <laughs> right now. Especially you Christians who, in fact, are all the time holier than thou talking about I wish, I wish, I wish he'd do so-and-so. Well, if you don't believe so much in the man, believe the works. So, so it was said of uh, someone else we might be able to mention. Yeah. If, if you don't believe in the man, at least believe the work. And that goes for anyone. There are a lot of people uh, walking around in around uh, our country and our world who do magnificent things. But the only thing that many times are seen of them are their glaring faults. And if we are honest and we look at one another honestly, we have to admit honestly that we all have the same faults that Donald John Trump has. That is being a real, or at least you should be a real human being (laughs) money or no money fame or no fame be guilty of that being a genuine being a real human being and that my friends is something we are seeing very clearly in this president in real time that he is a not afraid to be himself. And that goes for anywhere he is. You know, I remember the first time that um, I interviewed him, very down-to-earth guy that's down in New Orleans several years ago now. Um, yeah. And then um, we were in, uh, he and I, and Don King, uh, Pastor Daryl Scott, Sean Hannity, we were all in Ohio, when uh, the president was campaigning there. And um, listen, he's a real human being. It was hot on that stage. And you know what? The president said very, very, very clearly, it's it's hot up here. Do something about this. <laughs> That's real. All of us want let me the point. The point I'm making is all of us wanted to say it. <laughs> but we didn't. 
he was real enough to say it for all of us. And even those who don't like the way the president uh, approach conversations, let me tell you something. The president is at least real about how he feels and how he sees things. Are you hearing me? Later in the uh, show, we're, of course, going to look at the furtherance of the impeachment debacle that's going on. We're going to talk to uh, Juliana Day, uh, Coalition of, for Women and Children. And, uh, of course, today um, we are continuing, continuing to mourn the um, passing of a basketball god. Yeah, he's one of them. Little G, little G God, basketball God. And um, it, I, I think that what happened in the case of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, is his nature, his driving nature got him killed. Common sense did not win out. Uh, it is coming out now that even the um, LAPD would not have taken off. In fact, their flights, their helicopters were grounded because of the type of fog that uh, Kobe Bryant and his pilot uh, decided to take off, and we we'll, may never know how that really would have played out. We don't know if the pilot would have said, hey, I can get you there, or if Kobe said, get me there. Uh, you know, you don't say no, even if you're saving the life. Well, you can. You can say no. I think I would have. Uh, it's unsafe. I'm protecting your life. Uh, and, of course, he may have lost his job flying Kobe around because Kobe was one of those perfectionists. He's one of those people who wanted it his way become accustomed to that but I think it may have gotten him killed and so uh, we'll talk a little bit about it uh, a little bit later on in the show we'll also talk about the uh, looming possibility that John Bolton is going to testify most likely and what does that look like? Or is it uh, possible that the New York Times is lying again? <laughs> yeah, you know, they've been caught in so many lies that it makes you wonder. Are they lying again when it comes to what they're saying is contained in John Bolton's book that the president told him to continue with straining the fund, restraining the funds for Afghanistan. We need to talk about this because the funds were never withheld. 
funds are only considered withheld if you go past the deadline of uh, the funds being delivered. That that's when you can start saying, "Hey, the funds were withheld." But this these funds were not withheld, and the idea that the funds were released on time simply happened because the president got caught. Got caught doing what? What? You see, that is just innuendo. To make you think that something happened when nothing did. And so it's possible. Oh, it's really possible that the New York Times is simply saying something knowing that it's all being said for reaction from the basically uninformed masses who actually believe these things that uh, are said on CNN. The New read in the New York Times, or they hear it on MSNBC or CNBC or even ABC, CBS, the usual suspects. Uh, and it passes for truth. And along comes a GOP senator. Yeah. That will go along with a narrative publicly that has not been proven to be true. But I can give you this warning. Here's a warning. And and here's a prediction. This is my prediction. The president has always said that he would like to see this thing come to witnesses so that it is drug out. They can drag it out for six or seven weeks. The president sees the business advantage in that. So do I. I understand that uh, we should go ahead and move on from this. But if you want to thoroughly humiliate and then in 2020 November uh, eliminate Annihilate the Democrats at the voting booth. Humiliate them at the voting booth. If you want that outcome to be real, let this thing drag out another three, four weeks because they are the best players on our team. The Democrat Party, the Democrat Party, they are the best players on our team And we should give them every opportunity to play. They're doing such a good job. So here we are um, looking at 
Mitt Romney saying that increasingly likely GOP senators uh, will call Bolton to testimony. I uh, have met Ambassador Bolton Bolton on several occasions and uh, Freedom Works um, over the years have been uh, fortunate to be in his company, one of the brightest bulbs in the arsenal. There's no question about it. But there is a question as to what, and we, and we, hey, listen, we can't leave this hanging. We cannot leave this dangling in the wind and twisting in the wind. Uh, We've got to put this Bolton thing to bed because if you don't, the Democrats will always, and they're going to do it anyway, you know, so, you know, but they, but they would actually have adequate reason to have a real beef because all the beef they've uh, had uh, here in the last three years have been all unfounded. They've been proven to be lies on every occasion. And I'm convinced that this Bolton thing is the same way. Because, you know, Bolton, all Bolton has to do is he's a Fox contributor. The only thing he has to do is go on Fox and say, I don't know what they're talking about. And, of course, the New York Times has had to uh, retract before, but they also, I'm sure, have given Bolton an advance. (laughs) And uh, so there's sort of an impasse here. Bolton, did you say that to the New York Times, or do we take back the advance that we gave you for your book? (laughs) You see how it's played. You see how this works out. Friends, it's almost diabolical. And, uh, well, it is. It really is. And it's surely something that we must examine together as we move forward here on this great day in the USA. Still, regardless of whatever tragedies may occur, uh, in our day-to-day lives, um, we must move on and memorialize those things that uh, are precious and dear to us. And uh, America is certainly in um, that full-blown memorial um, mode at this point in time at the loss. And it's almost difficult to even envision um, or even say of uh, Kobe Bryant uh, and um, his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, who was evidently going to be a basketball phenom, gone. And America is now in, in mourning mode. I'll be back. I'm CO. <laughs> Ready?
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout the nation on the CL Bryant Show. And um, hey, friends, uh, there's a lot for us to talk about here today. And um, um, there's a peace plan that is on the table as well. And um, Benjamin Netanyahu in the United States um, visiting the White House uh, said, and and of course, Netanyahu has his own uh, problems there in uh, Israel. But uh, I believe that once again, that uh, this president is about to make history. Now, check this out. Check this out. And uh, we'll talk about this on the other side of the hour, but I'm setting this up. North Korea, uh, China, defiance of Russia by striking Iran, giving giving Ukraine Stinger missiles, which... Wipe out Russian tanks, period. All of these historic things, I mean, un, uh, historic unemployment uh, rates among blacks, Latinos, and historic opportunity for uh, women who starting up businesses. The opportunity historically high, over 60 years historically high at this point in time. The stock market, though, down, open down uh, here today. But uh, there's a lot of reason for that. There's sickness in China. And who knows? There may be scores and scores of people that are dead from this virus that has broken out over there and uh, has spread um, into the United States as well. But the point that I'm making is this president has made history all three years that he has been president of the United States. And um, there is one thing that he has done that is absolutely um Amazing. And that is, he has clearly defined himself as the president who stands with pro lifers. 
Yeah. He is standing with pro-lifers. And there is no doubt about it where he stands. And so, friends, there are women who stand with him. There are men who stand with him. And I am one of them. And I I run into women and I run into people um, who indeed fight the good fight on a daily basis. And um, I met one of these women a couple of nights ago at uh, really, i tell you the truth, one of the first uh, events that I did in um, Colorado this time around. Since we've moved here, since Jane and I have moved here, it's the um, first event that um, she and I have done, I mean, that I have uh, done since coming to Colorado. And I met um, this young lady, Juliana Day, and um, I want to bring her on now. And uh, I want to speak with her now. Juliana Day is on with me, and she is with the Coalition of Women and children. Help me welcome for the first time to the C.L. Bryant show. Help me welcome for the first time Juliana Day. Juliana, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay, hold on. Let me redo this. We'll get her back on. Get her back on for me. There we go. Juliana, we lost you, but I think you're back on now. Up. Oh. Let's see. She'll call back. Here we go. I tell you what, live radio can be tough, folks. Juliana, is the, are you there? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Glad that uh, you are able to join us here today. Uh, Juliana uh, and I met a couple of nights ago. And, folks, we had been having trouble with these phone lines, but we're back up and rolling now. Gotcha on the line. Juliana, tell us about the organization that is near and dear to your heart and why you are taking on this fight. You know, it's the day I met you. You're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for having me in the program. Uh, for me, uh, this is a, a fight that is very personal. I was born in Peru when the country was in the hands of a military dictator. And I experienced a country during my teenager years that uh, it was very indebted and stable, violent. And so when I take up these causes, it's because um, I know that uh, they are very important, like the issue uh, that I'm sponsoring now, that is the Initiative 120, that is against late-term abortion. A lot of people in the state uh, have no idea that in the state of Colorado, uh, an abortion can be performed until the moment of birth. So when I've been talking to the communities about this, it's like uh, it's very shocking for them to learn that. 
so when I, I I learned that it was so extreme because Colorado is one in seven states that allow that type of abortion, I decided, okay, uh, we need to put it together and um, sponsor that initiative. And this is something that I'm actually passing the state. So I appreciate so much the fact that uh, you are allowing me to speak about this. And this is mainly a call to action to everybody in the state of Colorado to just get on the website, dodaytolate.com, or call me at my cell phone number, 720-899-0897, and request a petition. It's very simple. It has only 40 signatures. And uh, you can start circulating that so we can put it on the ballot this year on November for people to vote. Let me ask you this now. You are an immigrant uh, to the country, and um, it is, you're a great contribution to uh, this nation. But let's talk about your, your homeland of, of Peru. And um, because most Americans don't understand that there are places in the world that even in the worst of times in America, uh, it, it's a good time there. It's not a bad time there. Tell people how fortunate uh, they are to be in this land. And tell us that from your perspective as someone who was born in another country like Peru. Talk to us. You know what is incredible? Look at me. I was born in Peru. I'm an immigrant in the United States. And I'm talking to you. I'm on the radio. And to many, many uh, thousands of listeners. So it's such an honor. And this is a country of opportunities. This is a country that uh, it has uh, given a legacy of extraordinary documents like the U.S. Constitution and its core tenets of balance of power and the belief that the government should be restricted. There are documents like the Declaration of Independence that uh, they are inalienable rights given by the creator. So that's the legacy that many countries are trying to to copy, to get inspired, and uh, and to use it because this is a, a wonderful country that uh, is is been uh, just my country now that I love so much. You should see me the day that I became a U.S. citizen. I was just holding my tiny flag and just crying because when I was in Peru, Peru have changed a lot, but. During my teenager years, it was extremely difficult for my parents. Uh, my parents were middle class. Mm. They weren't even poor. But when uh, they tried to establish this um, social kind of a socialist idea, the centrally planned economy, yeah, it devastated a lot of people in the country. So at some point, Peru became so unstable, uh, very violent with a shiny path of the terrorist group, the Tupac Amaro Revolutionary Movement uh, terrorist group too, and that Peru went bankrupt. Wow. So my memories when I was a teenager, it was, okay, I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, just line up with my mom, trying to get just the basics, a little bit of rice. There was a lot of uh, price control. There was a, a shortage of food, so very limited. And we were a family of six. 
So just to go to the market, get the basics, and start just praying that we will get enough for everybody. Let me ask and you this, that- uh, Juliana. Let me ask you this. Now, when we talk about um, Peru, uh, I'm mostly a, I have Catholic roots myself. And um, but Peru being a, a mostly a Catholic country, uh, let me ask you this about the abortion issue there. Even though um, your, your parents were middle class, but there was poor people all around you, and of course you had your elite and very wealthy people around you too. What was right. the attitude in Peru? What is the attitude in Peru? toward um on this abortion issue is that in in ingrained is your ability and your desire to fight against that is that something that is ingrained in you because of your culture talk to us a little bit about that yeah um um, the reality is that when uh i used to live in california but uh, since i moved to colorado one of the things that um um I started to get more information about was the sex education. Everything started from that point because it's related to the abortion initiative too. So when I learned about the sex education uh, and how was the, the corruption behind that, because the idea is uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, the, the biggest, uh, the largest abortionist um, provider in the United States, Help write the 1032, the bill that is the comprehensive sex education, with the purpose of uh, indoctrinating, hypersexualize our kids in public schools. So the idea behind that is the more sex they teach to the schools, eventually one, they're going to have more sex. Girls in public schools in the state are going to get pregnant, and uh, they're going to have abortions. Planned Parenthood is going to have customers for life. And in exchange, the more money this organization gets, the more contributions politicians are going to receive. So when I started just learning about this this game in the state, I decided, you know, it's important for me because of my my values. Uh, When I was in Peru, my parents, that's what they instilled in me, that uh, those values to respect the country, to love God, so I'm never running away from that. And uh, when I learned about that indoctrination, I said, no, this is wrong. Even translated that entire bill into Spanish. So it's not just giving the information to the Latino communities in the state. And then, so from that point, I started giving the speeches and talking on the radio about the dangers of the sex education. And then there was the idea, okay, that when I learned about the abortion issue, I said, this is, this is really, really wrong because we're talking about a baby that is nine months into the pregnancy, full term, a baby that is viable, a baby that feels pain and even before 22 weeks. And uh, it's so extreme that I, I think I need to be behind that. Let now, me ask you this, Juliana. Let me ask ahead. you this then. Sure. Um, when you see a president like Donald John Trump, who uh, took the type of stand that he did, um, what does and how does that affect the narrative? And uh, let's also, you mentioned the Latino community, let's also um, see if, in fact, 
there is an awakening. Let's talk about if there's an awakening in the Latino community from where you stand. Um, and I want you to stay with me, if you can, through the break. There are some things that I, I really would like to talk to you about, because if there is to be a civil war in this country, folks, and I certainly hope there is not, but the issues very well could be over uh, this abortion issue and um, the gay marriage issue. Yeah, uh, that is all beginning to come together. But uh, talk to us here. Got about three minutes left, uh, about two and a half minutes, actually. Juliana Day is my special guest here with me today, Coalition for Children and Women, Women and Children. And I certainly am very happy to have her on with me. It's been very uh, insightful and enlightening, uh, her views on abortion and, of course, bringing uh, with her to America. She is an American citizen now uh, from Peru, uh, very conservative values when it comes to uh, the sanctity of life. Um, I tell you what, uh, Juliana, stay there with me. Uh, stay there with me. Hold on uh, through the break. I only have about uh, two minutes left here. So stay there with me, and uh, we will come back to you after the break. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, I'm glad that all of you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on Red State Talk Radio. Red State is uh, my flagship station. I want to thank Loving Liberty. And I want to thank uh, Liberty Roundtable and all of the other terrestrial stations throughout the Fruited Plains who do uh, replay the show uh, throughout the day. But I want to thank all of you who come with us live daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not and right there on the Red State Talk billboard, every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on uh, the billboard above uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um, the Red State Talk billboard and O.C.L.'s face is looking right back at you there in Times Square. I um, listen. Thank God for the privilege to be here with you daily and I want to thank him, of course, for our men and women in uniform around the globe. My special guest here has been uh, Juliana Day, an uh, American who uh, was born in Peru. And her perspective right now is very important on several topics. And we're going to hear from her when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, and, of course, coming up after the top of the hour, we have to invest investigate what John Bolton's role is going to be in uh, these impeachment hearings. We uh, need to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant um, because it appears that uh, Kobe's own personality may have gotten in the way and got him killed there as far as flying in fog. The LAPD helicopters were grounded. Kobe, it's the kind of guy he was, may have gotten him killed. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Download free the T H E, the CL Bryant Show. All the shows are archived there. I'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. You 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you live and in living color right here on Red State Talk Radio. Glad to be with you throughout the Fruited Plains. As all of you know, uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado in order to um, not only uh, help the state uh, perhaps regain some of its redness, but also um, Jane uh, wanted to come up here. Uh, as you all know, we have been in uh, quite a journey. It's been a battle. Uh, my wife with her health and um, this breast cancer that uh, we have been fighting. I do solicit all of your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, I thank uh, all of you who have been uh, praying with us and prayer warriors with us. And uh, so listen, God bless you and God keep you. Life is precious. Life is precious, friends. And uh, at birth and of course, uh, when we're talking about uh, once you have matured, in life at any stage, and the president made it very plain in his speech that uh, all lives are different. This is a quote from him, but all lives are precious in the sight of God. And on with me is someone who uh, is a champion of life and someone who has fought a good fight as far as uh, this pro-life fight is concerned. She is an American and uh, born in Peru, but uh, proud now to be an American. My special guest, Juliana Day. Juliana, when we look at um, the uh, effect of abortion in this country, it is certainly um, prevalent among black and so-called brown people, so-called black people, so-called brown people. It's prevalent uh, there. And I just don't understand how is it that many of them who are church-going people consider themselves conservative and in many of their ways. How is it that uh, the population tends to buy into the fact that it's okay to kill the un the the unborn. Talk to us about it. Yeah, that is uh, it's very critical um, when uh, you just look at the statistics. And among black babies, it's three times higher the number of black babies being aborted. And among uh, Latinos or brown babies, it's twice. So this is an uh, this is an important issue that we need to discuss. And for decades, some legislators have been brainwashing the Latino community, for instance, into believing that they share our best interests and our family values. And uh, that's a big lie. Because when I've been talking uh, to Latinos, 
they, they feel very, very strongly about this issue, standard family values, and uh, many times it's a lack of information too. That's why we need to start engaging in these conversations because they don't know. And one of the things that uh, is going to be very important, whether it's in English or Spanish, I'm bilingual for a reason, so that's opening lots of doors for me to share that, that uh, is provide information to people, especially people of faith. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be critical because the issue of abortion, we're talking about a baby, the most vulnerable member of society, and uh, we need to stand very uh, very strongly about the, 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 the life of the unborn and uh, about values. That is, uh, especially among people of faith. I, the part that you were mentioning, um, I think it's related to the pastors. Some pastors, they are a little bit afraid of taking a stand. And that's been uh, difficult, very difficult for me because uh, I'm counting with the support. So, yeah, that part, I, I agree with you, is it's been uh, misinformation. They are a little bit afraid. And I think, you know, this is the right time to come together as, uh, as a brothers and sisters and just fight for the life of the unborn. Absolutely. And have, uh, possible, yeah, and a spiritual revival in the state because that's what we need. Absolutely. And you know, you know how I stand on this. Uh, I was at a gathering of some uh, Christian conservative women uh, where I met Juliana. And um, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, of course, uh, the church and uh, people of faith uh, were gathered. And, of course, we talk about things that people of faith talk about. And many times the, the pastor, and I've pastored three churches across this country from California to, to Florida, back to Louisiana, in fact, Texas. Um, but this is the thing that um, I want you to hear as Juliana uh, spoke it. Pastors, and I know many of you listen to this show, wherever you are throughout the, the country, uh, whatever corner that you might be throughout the country, and if you're listening globally, uh, I want you to understand that if the buck stops with what comes from your pulpit, if you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the buck stops there. Now, you can take that responsibility if you want to, or you, can, or you can pass that buck. You can pass it away. You can pass it off. But really, the buck stops with how you preach it from the congregation. You can believe this. Uh, people are looking for that. They want that. They're not satisfied with milk toast and pablum. They want meat. Feed them the meat. And that, my friends, will be uh, our salvation if, in fact, we turn our faces back toward our Judeo-Christian ethics. My guest, uh, Juliana Day. Uh, Juliana, uh, go ahead, chime in, whatever it is you want to say. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted just um, keep talking a little bit about that because since I work directly with that community, I love to hear the testimonies directly uh, from the people. That is a great opportunity for the church to take a stand and start the healing of uh, the process of healing. Because I have talked to pro-choice women to there is a lot of suffering. Women that uh, as soon as start discussing the, the issue of abortion, that initiative, they break down. So I know they are in pain. There's a lot of emotional pain, psychological pain, and physical pain. So it's time for us 
to discuss these issues because the other side, organizations like Planned Parenthood, they are telling women, hey, you don't have to worry. It's a bunch of tissue. And that's it. A cluster of tissue is going to take a few minutes and you're going to be okay. When the reality is completely the opposite. So what, it ha- what happens is that this issue is is a great opportunity for churches, for pastors to take a strong stand and say, you know, I can help you. There's hunger among people to hear the message that the church, that the church stands really, really strongly about issues, cultural issues, because for too long, it has remained silent. I want to ask you this, uh, Juliana, because, uh, let me ask you this, because I've counseled with many uh, women uh, throughout my ministry that have had abortions, but still, I can only speak from a man's perspective. I want you to share with the audience now, you said that many times we're told, that the woman is told it's just a blob of tissue, blah, blah blah, blah, you know, and it's going to be all right, you're going to be okay. But then you said, but they're not. Is there a true psychological scar on uh, uh, in the in the in the mindset of some women of women who go through the abortion process? Is there a true healing that need to take place? Talk to us about that. I have about five minutes. Yeah, I, I can speak from my own experiences with with just uh, the community, because that's what I do. When I start opening up and uh, discussing the issue of abortion, I have found myself many times just hugging these women and crying with them. And I know there's emotional pain. Some of them, they confine on me and they give me the testimonies. Others just cry and cry. So it's the same with men. They are saying, you know, like the story of this guy who wanted to keep his twins. He told me, you know, I impregnated my girl. I made a mistake, but I wanted to keep those babies. But I couldn't. So it's very hard. There's a lot of pain. And uh, it's hard for me to tell the statistics and everything. But uh, I can tell you from my own testimony. And I travel around the state. So I talk to a lot of women. And I purposely look for uh, pro-choice women too and that they are already signing the petition because they feel like uh, okay uh, I'm going to be a voice to support restrictions and limitations and uh, this is something very reasonable so I can yeah I can uh, I can tell you there is an especially emotional pain because uh, they feel like uh, they've been deceived some Sometimes there are women that have been pressured into having an abortion, and they don't realize that there are going to be emotional consequences for that, and they have to live with that scar. So it's going to be up to us to present um, other alternatives, and they are several alternatives, like adoption, they are pregnancy centers, they are organizations like Marisol, and uh, they help these women just to go through the process and give them great options that uh, they can deal with whatever the circumstances is. So I don't want to just finish our conversation without, once again, a call to action to the people who are listening to me. Please go to dodaytoolate.com. That's the website. If you want to get a petition, please do it. Uh, The deadline is approaching, and we need to gather 125,000 signatures. And uh, we can do this. There's been a lot of people already mobilizing. They are on fire. This is something that can uh, really pass in the state of Colorado. Or you can also call me or send me a text message. My telephone number is 720 
899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-899-0897-
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want you to want to thank you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. And, um... Folks, um, the last hour we ended with Juliana Day. And uh, let me tell you something. Life is precious. And I always stand with those who decide to be warriors for life. And um, uh, Juliana Day is certainly one of those. I also stand with those who stand with Israel. The president of the United States is one who does that Uh, prime minister benjamin netanyahu who is facing a tough grueling situation himself in israel uh, does hold out hope that a peace plan can come about um netanyahu is quoted as saying for three years i have discussed with president trump and his team Our security and national needs, dozens of discussions and hundreds of hours in all these talks, I found a a receptive ear in the White House for the essential needs of the state of Israel. He considers this president to be his friend, contrary, contrary to what you may have uh, heard or what you may have um, uh, been told, this president is in fact, in fact, a friend of Israel. Uh, and, and, and the reason I'm, I'm wanting to point that out is because you have heard all this idiotic stuff that has been said about President Trump, uh, you know, being an, an, an anti-Semite and and all of that type of thing. Right. Uh, being a white nationalist and, uh, you know, a, a skinhead lover and all that kind of thing. You've you've heard all of that, haven't you? But have you ever really considered the fact of the matter? And the fact of the matter is the people in the know. They they actually are indeed friends of this president. Are you hearing me? They like him. This whole thing with the Ukrainian president that's going, the Ukrainian president and Trump are very much amicable. There is no strain. There is no animosity there. There's no animosity between the Jewish uh, state of Israel and and President Trump. There is no way that you may consider him some kind of uh, racist or something or some type of anti-Semite, but the Jewish people don't. Not in Israel. And 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 hey, I don't don't please don't ask me about the mindset of the New York Jews. I just don't know. I have friends who are uh, New York Jews, liberals. I have friends who are liberals and New York Jews. Yes, friends. I have friends that I've known for ages, for years. 
And I have never understood that. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, Stan Solomon, God rest his soul, um, once said to me about this Jewish um, being liberal thing. It just doesn't seem to make sense to me, Stan, I said. He said, CL, if you go back to Mount Sinai, when Moses came down with the laws in his hands, what were the Jewish people doing? What were the children of Israel doing? They had made themselves an idol. They had made themselves a golden calf, right? Stan told me this, and I've said this around the country. Stan told me this. He says, listen, they're Jews first, and then, I mean, they're, they're, they're liberals first, and then they're Jews. They're liberals first, and then they're Jews. They want the idol first, and then they'll consider their heritage. But this president has indeed been a friend of Israel and America. You can believe it or not. You're blessed because he is blessing Israel on behalf of America. This president is befriending Israel on behalf of America through his office. And I got to tell you, as far as I'm concerned, I believe that the promise to Abraham is still true to this day because God's word is forever and it's fixed. And he told Abram, Abraham, that I will bless them that bless you. I will curse them that curse you. I listen, you can believe what, how you want to believe it. It's okay with me. You can believe it any way you want to. But I believe that. I believe that God's word is still true. I will bless them that bless Israel, and I will curse them that curse it. And I want to be in that number that's blessing Israel because I want, not only do I want the blessing of God, friends, I need the blessing of God. Jane and I need the blessings of God. We need his loving kindness and tender mercy. We trust him for that. And America, in a larger scope, when, you, when it comes from uh, your home to abroad, what starts in the home spreads abroad, which makes us question what is going on in the home around America. What is happening? Because what's happening in the house. And, hey, you might want to say what's not happening in the house is, in fact, spread abroad it's manifest it's seen abroad in the first in the home then in the community then throughout the city the city the state throughout the nation yeah it infects regions and then nations yeah that's what happens
And in some of the smallest pockets of America, they have some huge problems. Who would believe that, uh, you know, New Hampshire and Connecticut, Vermont, those areas would be rife with meth and amphetamine addictions and meth houses or, or, or places like Logan Sport, Louisiana, back uh, some years ago when it was just a, a, a haven for meth houses or plain dealing Louisiana. I mean, some of the most out of the way places are indeed being affected by what's happening in the homes. We bless uh, we, we we hang on to lies much too much. And the problem is you have networks that are dedicated to the narrative, their own lie. In other words, they believe their own press. Definitely. <laughs> they they believe everything they say. And their mission is to get you to believe it, too. And once you drink that Kool-Aid, because you have to be intoxicated to embrace it. Once you drink that Kool-Aid. Let me tell you something. It can be absolutely toxic. To your home, your community, your city, your state, the region, it will affect your entire nation. Wherever you're listening to this, if you um, drink the progressive socialist Marxist Kool-Aid, that want you to believe that somehow Donald Trump is a racist, a white supremacist, and a um, Jew hater. That's what they would have you believe, that he's those things on top of being a Jew hater. It's untrue. It's unfair. But they're getting away with it because somehow and 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 maybe i'm overstating this i don't know but i think that somewhere in some americans even though they're benefiting and will acknowledge the benefit of uh donald trump's administration they want him not to succeed and the only way now to even have a, a narrative close to that is to constantly throw barbs and jabs at him. That's, that's the only way to really do that. And so, um, hey, friends, let, just let me say this to you, that um, if it ever comes down to laying the facts on the table, and I think that's why Trump really wants the witnesses he wants them. First of all, he knows that it's a good. It would be a good business decision. It would. It would be good for business. It definitely would be. 
it would drag this out another five to six weeks, maybe even a couple of months. If you get into these witnesses and the president knows he ain't no fool that that works to his advantage. Of course, I think it's more prudent to go ahead and get this behind us. Although if you do without hearing from John Bolton, I'm telling you that the Dems will forever use it as a stake of crucifixion when they find themselves in an advantage. And friends, that is something that we're trying to take away from them is an advantage in the House of Representatives. And friend, you, you surely cannot allow them to gain any control of the Senate. The worst nightmare, and you know this to be true, the worst nightmare would be to have Nancy Pelosi <laughs> as Speaker of the House and Chuck Schumer as the majority leader of the Senate, you are talking about America that has gone to Hades. <laughs> yeah. This place would be gone to Hades. If that, if you ever wake up and you read the headlines that Nancy Pelosi is still Speaker of the House after the 2020 election and Chuck Schumer has become the majority leader in the Senate. America has gone to Hades. <laughs> That's a fact. That will be a fact. You only you can prevent that type of forest fires. If you put that Smokey, if you want to play Smokey the Bear in real life, you can put out this forest fire before it really gets out of control. And they're trying to fan the flames. They're, that's exactly what that's all about. You do know that they're fanning the flames, hoping that some of that socialist. Marxist ember of progressive Democrat Marxism catches fire again and helps to spark into the 2020 summer. Hands up, don't shoot Antifa and all of the anarchistic groups that have been spawned from this Democrat malarkey. Joe Biden had his malarkey. He sure, I don't hear about the malarkey tour. <laughs> the no, well, no malarkey tour. You don't hear, you don't hear much about Joe's no malarkey tour anymore. I wonder why. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just don't, I just don't hear much from it. Maybe Joe is actually coming to um, he's winding down because Giuliani has called him out as a criminal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rudy Giuliani uh, on, I think it was justice Janine 
who's been on the show several times. Uh, I've been on with the judge uh, many times here on my show. I mean, she and I did a, uh, a venue together in Louisiana a few years back. And a wonderful woman. But she was on his show. Uh, uh, Giuliani was on her show. And Giuliani was boldly saying, boldly saying, that Biden, the Biden family has gotten rich from making those type of international deals, those type of deals. Giuliani did not hold back any punches when he was saying that Biden was a crook and has always been a crook and that every deal that uh, Biden has made here in the last 20 years as a politician has made the Biden family wealthy. And so don't be surprised if this impeachment deal just blows up in the face of Democrats. <laughs> but I have a feeling it's going to go on longer than the um, many of us, you know, would really want it to. But I'm with the president on this. Hey, uh, I-, I see this as a win-win situation for Republicans. If it listen, if the president's men, if the president is telling the truth, then there's nothing to fear. Yeah. Because somebody's lying. Make no mistake now. Uh, either the New York Times is lying on John Bolton and the veracity of what's in his book. Or John Bolton's lying. Or the president's lying. I don't believe the president's lying. You see, the thing is this. With this president, there's no reason for him to lie about anything. The president's not a politician. He is not there for the four more years, even though he wants them. And I certainly am going to do everything I can to see uh, to make him to help him get that. But the president is one of those who he doesn't have a, a reason to lie. About about this, the reason he keeps calling the call perfect was because there was nothing wrong with it. <laughs> OK, <laughs> that's what he's saying. And so I'm going to be back. We're going to talk about this. And then later on, as we close the show, I, I believe that the um, drive, the killer instinct, uh, the super competitiveness that was Kobe Bryant actually played into his death. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant show. We'll talk about it. I'll be right back. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. 
turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. Thank you so much for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. Um, Yeah, I believe that um, we're going to see these witnesses, and I think it's going to work to the uh, detriment, as it already has worked to the detriment of the Democrats. They're their own worst enemy. Although, I think now it's um, also being talked about in back rooms. Check this out. It's being talked about in the back rooms. Not they're not too smoke. They're not too smoky as they once were because people don't do the cigar thing. And uh, even though there are cigar smokers everywhere, um, the, the the rooms aren't as smoky as they were. No, they're they're filled with veggie wraps and all kind of stuff <laughs> these days. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's it's all changed, but there's there's still deals made, and I, I think that where the deals are being made right now, I think part of the discussion is what do we do with Uncle Joe? Huh? <laughs> what what do we do? With Uncle Joe. Um, he is, you know, falling apart. Uncle Joe Biden is falling apart. And I think it was a strategic uh, moment that Giuliani chose and of course you know I'm, i don't know i don't know the inside workings of it but giuliani's just not out there uh, running his mouth okay there he, he and certainly in what he had to say about biden being a crook giuliani just didn't uh you know off the this is one of the president's counsel so he just didn't he just didn't do this without you know it being okay to be said and it's one, it's one of those things, if you, if you know the character and the, the personality, and this is something that many of you don't really like or appreciate about the president. But this, grab this, grab, grab this, because this will let you understand a lot about the president's uh, temperament. Sure, the president knew Giuliani was going to come on uh, Judge Pirro's uh, show and just blast Biden. But guess what he blast? Guess what Giuliani blasted Biden over? Being a crook. That's what the president was wanting to to see and investigated. Was the fact that Biden was a crook? Now he's being impeached for for saying it and so forth. 
But remember what I told you about uh, the president uh, when we were on the set of Hannity in, in Ohio in that church and uh, a new spirit uh, revival church, uh, Pastor Daryl's um, church. The president said loudly that what all of us wanted to say, it's hot in here. Oh, everybody else was quiet because, yeah, he didn't want to say anything. But the president said what all of us wanted to say. It's hot in here. Put put some air on or something. Turn a fan on or something. Yeah. The president is saying exactly what all of us want to say right now about this Biden thing. And you know what it is? There's something fishy about a kid getting 50 grand a month from a company that's paying the 50 grand to someone who has no energy knowledge nor knowledge of the Ukraine, period. Why do you give him that job? Hmm? Why do you give him that job? Oh, you mean to tell me he's the vice president of the United States son? Now, 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 I don't know anything. You know, I don't I don't know the I don't know. I'm just I'm just looking at the facts, just the facts, ma'am. That's all. That's all I'm looking at. Now, <laughs> to the untrained eye. Oh, not the jaded uh, journalistic eye that I, I have. But to the untrained eye, take, if you're a professional, take your cap off and just look at the, the merit of this. The, the, the president, uh, the vice president of the United States, son, it would be even worse if it was the president of the United States. But this was the vice president of the United States, son. This was his son who is making 50 grand a month. He has no knowledge of energy, oil, gas. Certainly not $50,000 a month tune to be paid for his uh, being anywhere that pays that kind of money. (laughs) He has no knowledge of Ukraine. He has no knowledge of Ukraine. But he's going to get this job. He got the job. And um, you mean to tell me that we can't ask how the vice president of the United States son got this? Talk about this is not a cushy job. This job is lush. It's plush. (laughs) How did his son get that job? There had to be people who were more qualified in the United States to get that job. Giuliani said in no uncertain terms on Judge Jeanine Pirro's show, Joe Biden has always been a crook. Yeah. 
And not only is Hunter Biden involved with this uh, scheme to make the money, but he's in it with um, the nephew of Whitey Bulger. Whitey Bulger, the Irish mafia kingpin, was brought down, was killed suspiciously, no doubt about it, in prison. You know, after being on the run for ages. Yeah, so the Bidens and the Bolgers are, uh, you know, Biden's Irish. It makes sense. I'm not accusing of anything. I'm just telling you what Giuliani said. It's between the brothers, Kay. <laughs> so, so you know, we'll see. It's uh, listen. I have a feeling that the the witnesses are going to come forth. I believe Bolton is going to make a total uh, patootie out of himself with the American with the American conservative movement. Yeah, he used to be a darling. I, I'm a hawk. I'm a hawk just like Bolton is. I'm hawkish. He and the president just didn't get along, and Bolton didn't know how to shut up. That's all Bolton had to do. Just uh, keep your keep your opinions to yourself, and do the you're, you're hired to the pleasure of the president. You understand? Huh? You're there at the pleasure of the president. And no, you're you're not bigger than the game. Never never bigger than the game. Bolton, I think, uh, thought that he was bigger than the game itself. And the game is commander-in-chief. And everything that goes along with that. They're trying to deny your commander-in-chief uh, the things that go along with being commander-in-chief. The Democrats are trying to take that away. But in doing so, they alter. And you gotta put, you got to watch this. you got to watch this because this is the game plan. They're trying to fundamentally change. You understand that, don't you? They're trying to fundamentally change America. And what more fundamental uh, in the change of America than to make the president of the United States just a figurehead? Then who runs it? The oligarchy. Huh? If he's just if the president of the United States is just a figurehead, then you got the oligarchy running uh, the, the the country. Folks, you're in trouble because uh, you you send despots to Washington D.C. to actually rule over you. No, that is never the intent. Was never, can never be, the intent of America or America. As you know, it it goes away. It it just doesn't exist anymore. Okay, it's gone. So there you go. What are you going to do? And that is the question for you. What are you going to do about it? Um, What are you prepared to do about it? Mm -hmm. The streets of America are going to be laden with the footprints and uh, uh, tennis shoes uh, of disgruntled Americans in the convention cities. This election year, 2020, we're here. We have arrived at 2020, about to wrap up the uh, first month of the new year. Uh, soon this year will be uh, a quarter old. Yeah, uh, the infancy, uh, it's its begun to walk on its own. It's beginning to show us who it is. It's showed its character. The year is going to show its character. Uh, certainly come the um, early primary States, the the year is going to show its character. 
It's going to take on a character. You see it in your children when they begin to walk, the type of character they have. And um, by the time April rolls around, we get out of that first quarter. Time April rolls around, uh, it won't be long. April, May, June, uh, this year is going to be asking for the car keys to drive itself around. Yeah. Settle into it by July, August, and September. Yeah, you settle into the year. It's uh, shown itself to be what it can be, but possibilities are still there. Um, We've seen what it's all about. We understand where it's going. But then October, November, then December, the, the, the year matures. And we define ourselves, define what our life has been and will be in this country. We're going to define ourselves at the very end of this year's life. We're going to define ourselves as to what we were all about. Okay? And uh, uh, I don't know about you, but you're making that definition now. And you, if you're my age and older, uh, even, say, 45 to uh, 85 years of age, you need to understand that uh, the definition, if you're 45 to 55, the definition is definitely going on. 55 to 65, definition is definitely going on. But um, 65, 75, you've been defined. People either know that you are a person of um, great value to, to them as far as their memories are concerned, or you're not. Um, this president, I don't care how you look at the, how you turn the, the, t- the, the table, how you look at it, <laughs> it's been incredible value to uh, this country. But what are you prepared to do about the onslaught that is taking place with this president, on this president, as never before, as, as no other president experienced? It, it is absolutely wrong what's happening here. And I trust that you understand how wrong this is. But it's going, it's going to be drug out, and uh, I think that's going to be good. It's not going to be bad. Uh, this is going to be win-win either way you look at it. And um, so that's the way it's going to be. Now, even NPR, I want to get this up. For us, Mike Pompeo uh, was on National Public Radio. Uh, he accused National Public Radio reporter of lying to him and violating the basic rules of journalism and decency after she said Pompeo repeatedly cursed at her following a testy interview. Um. 
NPR reporter Mary Louise Kelly said on Friday, last Friday, Pompeo cursed at her repeatedly, used the F word in a shouted diatribe after she questioned him about Ukraine and the ousted American ambassador to Kiev during the nine-minute interview. Can I unpack this a little bit? Pompeo, uh, who is due to make um, official visit to Ukraine on Thursday, said in a statement on Saturday, this is after the interview, that Kelly had lied to him twice, once in setting up the interview and then again in agreeing to conduct their post-interview conversation off record. It, sh- it is shameful that this reporter chose to violate the basic rules of journalism and decency. This is another example of how unhinged the media has become in its quest to hurt President Donald Trump and his administration. Pompeo didn't deny. He did not deny that he, you know, used some choice words, but he was angered that he was lied to. As, you know what? It's, that's, that's the game when it comes to Trump administration. I don't care who you are. NPR, I, listen, sometimes I like national public radio, but it's incredibly liberal. Why are we paying for this? Let them get their own money from private donors. If it's going to be national public radio, there ought to be some real conservative issues on there. And uh, Pompeo shouldn't be attacked like this. I hope you've heard some of the stuff the national public radio has said about uh, the president. And you should ask yourself, why are we paying for this? Why are we paying for this? National public radio. Let them get their own private donors. That's the American way. Well, there is my my favorite on there is Chad Groaning. I'm Chad Groaning. I love that. Jane and I Jane and I laugh about it all the time. Well, it's all coming out in the wash. And the wash is on. I mean, the, the cycle has been set. And I do not care what you try to do to stem the tide. The cycle has been set. So get ready, get ready, get ready for what happens next. Someone who you need to keep your eye on. Is uh, Josh Hawley. Yeah, Josh Hawley. uh, I went up to Missouri along with Bobby Jindal was there, too, to help get him elected. I'm going to share something with you when I come back. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside. You thought I was to die for. So you sacrifice.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA home stretch of the CL Bryant show. Thank all of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on the CL Bryant show. Uh, Josh Hawley is someone who I uh, went up Freedom Works uh, sent me up uh, to uh, do some, you know, rah rah, a little bit of uh, enthusiastic talking on uh, behalf of Josh, former governor of Louisiana, good friend of Josh Hawley, Bobby Jindal, um, was there too. Three of us uh, shared the stage together and uh, took some questions, talked to uh, Josh and um, uh, they questioned Josh, myself, and of course, um, former governor of Louisiana, Bobby Jindal. Um, I found, um, first time I had met Josh at this time, uh, he and Bobby were good friends, but, uh, I found him to be very insightful, very forthright, well-spoken, incredibly intelligent, uh, man who of course uh, served, he, we were successful in, uh, in his campaign getting getting him elected, helping him get elected to um, attorney general post there in Missouri. Now he is Senator Hawley uh, there from the great state of Missouri. Um, as calls grow for National Security Advisor John Bolton's Senate testimony on, pre- on President Donald Trump and uh, Ukraine, um, with the release of an upcoming book, Senator Josh Hawley said Monday that he's not saying witnesses shouldn't be called in President Trump's impeachment trial. But uh, he does think that House Intelligence Committee Chairman Alan Adam Schiff, uh, Schiff should be the number one person to take the stand. And I must say I agree with that. We know his staff had contact with the so-called whistleblower before the whistleblower filed his complaint. The Missouri Republican uh, told Fox News, Fox and friends about Schiff. And this is true. This is absolutely true. Uh, Schiff is uh, like the New York Times has been caught in several different lies. And actually, when you look at the candidates, when you look at Biden, you look at Warren, uh, they've been caught on several occasions in in lies. Uh, what, what happened, what made Kamala Harris so uh, unattractive was the fact that her story changed. She wasn't necessarily caught in any lies or anything of that nature, but her story changed, you know. 
My story remains the same. I'm C.L. Bryant. I've seen both sides of the street. That that's the nutshell. What you name it, I've seen it. Both sides of the street of that. Yeah, I've been an NAACP president, two terms, two terms. NAACP president, Garland, Texas, two terms. And um, now here, thirty years later. And if there is evolution, then, hey, I guess I'm proof that you do evolve, you know, in this life. You evolve. That's what growth is all about, evolution. That's what growth is all about, is evolving. I've evolved from that to to this. And, and I got to tell you something. I really believe I was this even while I was that. I just didn't realize why I was dissatisfied with being a Democrat. Oh, I was always disgruntled. And and it, folks, when you when you're seeing Democrats making a lot of noise, and they seem so disgruntled, keep in mind that there may not just be disgruntled with what's going on. They may be disgruntled with being Democrats. They can't justify some of the things that Democrats do. In fact, all of the things at this point that Democrats are doing that line up in any way with your core value, with core values of people that I know who call themselves Democrats. They may not necessarily be mad at you. They may be mad at being Democrat. If I had remained one, I know I would be very much unhappy because my political party uh, that I'm, I'm being asked that I'm going to being asked to vote for doesn't represent me. That's what happened with me. I was unhappy being a Democrat. And if you think that I could be a happy being part of the NAACP today, there is no way. So uh, people may just be unhappy being what they are politically and so forth. You know, you never know. You just never know. And so, friends, um, as we look at that and we think about that, I want you to understand um, we are in a battle, no doubt about it. And um, I tell you what, I, I really don't see the game plan being laid out the way I'm really thinking that game plan should be laid out should be laid out a little bit different than what's being laid here now. But all's well. We'll see how it turns out and how it goes down. America these last few days have been um, mourning uh, the loss of one of our own, uh, one of our native sons, uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, no, no relation whatsoever, to my knowledge, uh, uh that uh, Kobe Bryant has, we've lost him. One of the true greats, uh, basketball God, little G God, uh, Kobe was. There's no question about it. Uh, anyone, anyone who um, was a basketball fan and who is over um, 40, <laughs> yeah, you're over 40. You have heard the name in good, bad, and indifferent ways. 
Kobe Bryant, but uh, even in his weaknesses of the flesh, Kobe shone through. Um, a, a competitor and uh, beyond any type of I mean, you know, the Black Mamba, we're talking about someone who understands what it is to attack, be competitive, defensive, aggressive. Um, Michael Jordan, and there is no greater competitor than Michael Jordan. Uh, Paid him homage. Uh, When you talk about Magic Johnson, we talk about competitors. Magic Johnson called him the greatest Laker. Magic Johnson called Kobe Bryant the greatest Laker. What happens in the DNA of someone like um, a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan, a Shaq, a, a Magic Johnson, Kobe Bryant? You have great players. You have very, very good players. But then you have icons. <laughs> you know, their game Their game is was such. Dr. J, you know, their game was such that they become iconic. 80, 81 points, um, you know. You're pouring in 81 points. Your last game, you know, you, where everybody's saying is you're over the hill, you need to quit. Your last game, you pour in over 60. <laughs> you know, it's, it's totally insane and sick to even think about someone exploding like that on, on other professionals. Now, it, it, this wasn't the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, Washington Generals type stuff. The, the, no, 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 no. This was Kobe against other professionals pouring in those type numbers. That's, that's, that's beyond stratospheric as far as the sport is concerned. And he had all of the makings of uh, a billionaire doing good although his politics I'm sure were were very liberal but still we're talking about an example here of what can be achieved through the American way using the American model and I tell you regardless of his politics there's one thing you do know about Kobe is capitalist it worked it worked well, that drive and determination, I think, may be very reason he um, is gone. Thick fog over Calabasas, uh, Southern California. Uh, unadvisable for anyone to fly. In fact, the LAPD had their own co- choppers grounded. But money, privilege, and who you are sometimes will give you a false impression of your own um, lack of being bulletproof, indestructible, gives you a false sense of your own um, mortality and indestructibility. Kobe may have felt that way. 
I don't know, but he should not have been flying that morning. LAPD, as I said, had grounded their planes. It was too foggy. But all of that said, um, the greatest tragedy is he had on board with him his daughter, Gianna, Gigi. And um, from all accounts, including Kobe's, of course, she was a prodigy. She was going to be a phenom. Well, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace. You'll be missed until to the families of those who perished along with um, the, the Bryants, the Kobe and his daughter. Uh, our heartfelt condolences to all of you as well. Isn't it strange, America, how tomorrow, as we all know, is not promised to anyone. This should be a constant reminder. As I tweeted out, at Rev C.L. Bryant, R-E-V, at Rev C.L. Bryant, it should be a constant reminder. Death like Kobe's, should be a constant reminder to all of us that tomorrow is not promised to anyone. Get yourself straight. Get yourself straight with the good Lord above. And uh, I want to thank him, uh, of course, for bringing us uh, on this journey. And again, I uh, ask your prayers for my wife, uh, Jane. But uh, listen, may God bless and keep you all. And I thank God for our men and women uh, in uniform around the globe. And I thank God that they uh, give us our right uh, to speak our mind through his grace and his strength. We thank God for them. And I want to thank you for coming along with us daily here on the C.L. Bryant Show. Until I'm able to speak with you again, may God bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.